6.48, welcome to it. It is your essential service. Hashtag the morning flavor. Well, uh, so much we have to deal with in this moment, and I would imagine that so much has changed in terms of our lifestyle. But what has also become clear is that people's sleeping patterns have changed. Typically, you'd wake up at a certain time of the morning, for the most part, those who go to school and work, and then you head out from 6 a.m. onwards, just generally speaking. Now, things have changed because you obviously don't go to bed at the time you used to, and you certainly don't wake up at the time that you used to. Mm -hmm. But how is all of this impacting on your overall sleeping patterns? And is there a health risk here as well? Joining us on the line is sleep researcher and clinician, Dr. Alison Bentley. Good morning, Doc. Morning. So how to go about keeping our sleeping patterns intact? I mean, that's what we'd, I'd like us to look at. It is actually mm. unthinkable that we are sitting here talking about how to sleep healthy. Uh, the, the impact of lockdown, what exactly is that on our sleeping patterns? Well, I think what it's opponent to sleep, but... What massively controls our sleep is the social, the social components. That is, we get, do get up at 6 o'clock to get to work on time, that kind of thing. And that does control um, quite a lot um, where we sleep and, and, and when we sleep. And when that goes away, um, our sleep kind of naturally drifts. So us, we are naturally drifting later and later anyway. And what keeps us in track is that social component. So in lockdown, what's happened is a lot of people are going to bed later because they can get up later in the morning. Mm. And so there's this kind of like little drift, almost like a little, it's what we call a social jet lag. Mm-hmm. Social mm-hmm. jet lag. Mm. Yeah, it's a thing. So it happens every weekend in, in a lot of, in a lot ah, of cities. Ah. So because you go, so people wake up early every, every, on weekdays and then Friday night go out, mm, mm, go to mm. bed late, wake up late Saturday, same yeah. thing on Saturday night, Sunday morning. Then Sunday night, suddenly have to go, oh my gosh, I need to go to bed early because I have to get up early sure. and battle to fall asleep on Sunday night. So yeah, yeah. that's can, what we call social jet lag. It's a thing, but I, it's now it's happening for three weeks. <laughs> I know. In fact, I can relate, Doc, because as a club DJ, I'm an insomniac on the weekend. Yes. Um, and then during the week, I have to be a good little boy uh, so that I can wake up for this here no, radio this show. program. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, no. Doctor, yeah. no, no, what no. would you constitute as um, healthy sleeping patterns, considering that a lot of us are doing so much less now that we, we're home? So yeah. we're not walking so much to our public transport stations. We're yes. not walking around in the office. You know, where our activity has relatively slowed. Yes. So, I mean, there's, there's not much relationship between activity and, and sleep. I mean, I think people kind of go, well, if I do a lot of exercise during the day, then I'm going to sleep better. Mm. Not necessarily. Um, what we're finding is that people are, are kind of getting enough sleep. They're just getting it at a different time. So it's not as though the, the sleep necessarily has changed. I think what happens is that people um, do kind of go, well, I've got nothing really to do, so let me go to bed instead. Mm. So there are some people who do that, and that makes your sleep worse. Because if you spend, you know, if you need seven hours of, or six hours of sleep and you spend eight hours in bed, the way you're going to spend two hours awake, that's mm. what's going to happen. Mm. And if you do that regularly, we find people start creating insomnia because they go to bed and they go, oh my gosh, I can't sleep, you know, what's happening, da 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 da. And so that anxiety about sleep, which is kind of man made because it's not real mm. at all, mm. is what creates insomnia over the long term. So I would suggest people go to bed 
spend the normal time that they would in bed, not longer, just because they've got nothing else to do. What is that normal time, Doc? In other words, for adults and children, what is the recommended well, so, sleep time? Yeah, so if you say adults, I mean, people will go seven to eight hours of normal sleep. You know that that's normal. But it's, it's not the normal. It's the average. So it's the kind of... If you take everybody and you measure how long they sleep for, the average is seven to eight. But there are lots of people who can only sleep four or five hours and some people who need nine hours. So it's very important to know what your normal is, Mm. um, which is probably a bit longer than you would normally get during weekdays. um, Kind of a a mix somewhere between what you normally get during the week and what you normally get on the weekends. Uh, That would be your normal sleep. But it's important not to try and get more sleep suddenly because there's no reason why you should need more sleep now. Sure. Doc, is there any link between um, mental health and sleep as we're seeing more people become more anxious, uncertain, overwhelmed with what's currently happening? Um, Could there be something there as well? You mean, sorry, I missed that between anxiety and sleep or stress and sleep. Mental mental health health and sleep. Yeah, yeah. No, there is. So, I mean, right from if you get anxious, so one of the main starters of insomnia, if you like, is a big stressful event. Um, you know, so death in the family, divorce, that kind of thing, mm. often starts off an insomnia. Um, and then there's a big link between insomnia and depression. So if you are depressed, very likely you're going to have insomnia as part of that process or as a symptom. But also we now know that if you have long-standing insomnia, you're more likely to get depression. Mm. So there is quite a big link. I mean, there's almost no psychiatric disorder that doesn't have a sleep disorder with it. Mm. So, yeah. so, Doc, in this moment, do we have anything to worry about if we are all of a sudden tossing and turning when we're normally in bed or waking up when we are normally fast asleep? Um, so I don't think there's any problem if you're getting the same amount of sleep. So, I mean, what we also have at the moment in South Africa is we have, we're hit well. Mm. So it's also more difficult to wake up. So we tend to sleep longer if it's darker. Um, so I think what people have to be careful of is sleeping in because they can, so sleeping until seven instead of half past five, and then battling to fall asleep at the usual time they would go to bed if they were waking up at half past five, mm. if that makes sense. Absolutely. So if you usually go to bed at 10 and get up at half past five, and now you're sleeping till seven, you're going to battle to fall asleep at 10. Mm-hmm. But it's about looking at it and going, okay, so I normally get seven hours. If I'm waking up at seven in the morning, I need to go to bed at midnight. Mm. Okay, Uh, and if you do that, then you maintain your normal sleep as in the number of hours. Mm. And then once lockdown is over, whenever that happens, and you have to get up at half past five again, your sleep will kind of naturally go back into Uh what that kind of time frame. So Mm. that's like getting over jet lag. That's all. We all get over jet lag if we do travel. So you would get over the social jet lag as well when the timing changes. Okay, we'll leave it there. Uh, Sleep researcher, clinician, Dr. Alison Bentley, we appreciate your time. Absolutely fascinating when we look at uh, the amount of research involved in some of the things we even take for granted. But it's always important to be mindful and to keep ourselves switched on with some of these changes that we're experiencing. We'll try and uh, summarize that uh, interview and play it again later.